Love Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. This is Rick Lupert broadcasting from my Van Nuys, California studio. Who am I kidding? It's just a room in my house. Good to have you with me. I haven't talked with you since since last year. Happy Happy New Year, everyone. This is our first show of 2016. It's great to have you listening. It's great to uh, continue the process of sharing as many people's poetry with as many other people as possible. Uh, call in. Read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. That's why we're here. We want to hear you read a poem. We want to find out what's going on in your poetry world. You got something going on, a new book, a reading, uh, uh, something you want to share with us. It's all part of it. We want to hear about it. Um, I hope... Uh, I hope uh, those of you who are on the uh, East Coast who experienced the blizzard are doing okay. I actually saw a funny sign. I don't know if you uh, if you guys saw this on the internet. There was a there was a picture of a sign, an electronic sign where the B was missing, and so it was cautioning people about the giant lizard that was coming, which probably created a whole different set of panic and and misunderstandings, but. Uh, yeah, here in in Southern California, it's it's not quite as cold as as that out there. We um, I think it dipped into the upper 50s today, and I don't know. It may get back there. So my my sweater is ready. I did have to go to the refrigerator uh, because uh, the we haven't used the automatic ice ice maker that much lately, and I I just had to empty out some of the ice so some new ice would be made to keep that fresh. So that's pretty much as close as I've gotten to a blizzard lately. I know it's not quite the same thing, and I know that all of my East Coast listeners um, are not only tuning out but setting the internet internet <laughs> thank you the internet on fire as a result of me having just said that. So my apologies for that. Anyway, um, hope you guys are doing okay. I just want to mention one thing. Coming up, we're we're just about to launch into February, which is National Poetry Month. And as we do every February, we have our Great Poetry Exchange Project. This kind of grew out of the contest we run in which everyone who enters the contest gets a prize just for entering, thanks to the generosity of many sponsors. And the way that this project works is if you have a physical book of your own um, – that is a, a published book, or maybe it's a chapbook, or something that you you put together yourself. Uh, but it's a physical book. You can join the Great Poetry Exchange. So you basically you'll sign up on the on the website form, which is going to go live on February first. Um, and this is what you what what will happen. You're going to promise when you sign up that you're going to mail your book to someone else in the world, and we're going to tell you who to do that to, who to send it to, and in return. Uh, you will receive a book from someone else in the world. It's a one-to-one poetry exchange. Uh, it's a circular. You're not going to send a book to the same person that you receive one from, probably. 
but we do assign it randomly. So there's been a couple of occasions where, where that has happened. So so on February 1st, you'll be able to sign up uh, on the sign-up form there. Um, you might have to – a couple things to keep in mind. You might have to, to mail a book to someone in a country that is different than your own country, which means the postage might be higher. So you have to be emotionally prepared for that if you live in Kansas and you get assigned a poet in Indonesia or something like that. Uh, but either way, um, it's fun. It's cool. Uh, this is our – man, we've been doing this for like 15 years or so, this great poetry exchange. It's just a cool way to to make poetry connections. Uh, someone in the world will receive your poetry book, and you will receive a poetry book from someone else. So that's coming up. Look for a special email from Poetry Superhighway uh, on February 1st with all of the details on that. If you're not on our email list – Get on it, won't you? Uh, go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. Click on the Poetry Superhighway link. And then right in the upper right-hand corner, there's a Join Our Email List link. I think there is. I should look. I've been assuming all these years that I put that there because that's the kind of thing I would do. Uh, but now I'm forgetting if it's actually there. I'm looking now. Yes, it's there right at the upper right-hand column of the uh, Poetry Superhighway website. It says subscribe to the weekly PSH newsletter. You just put your email in and you click the subscribe button and that's it. You'll get our email every week and um, and uh, we, we we publish two poets online as you probably know so you'll get you'll get a notice on who those are. You'll, you'll get notices of any special projects that we do like the Great Poetry Exchange and um, what else? We we post links to poetry-related websites every week, uh, so new places that you can check out online to submit your poetry and to read poetry by others. We have a featured book in the Poetry Superhighway Bookstore. My God, it's an awfully useful email newsletter. So subscribe there. There you go. All right, on to the open reading, the Poetry Superhighway live January 2016 open reading. Call in and read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. have a bunch of people already waiting. I'm going to just get through you as quick as I can. Um, and uh, starting right now with a caller from the 973 area code. Hello, 973. That's going to be me. <laughs> How's it going, Rick? Good. How are you? David from I am what I am. Not Alabama. I'm in beautiful uh, Asphyxia, Alabama. As, asphyxia. <laughs> asphyxia brain dead brain dead Alabama, as I like to put it. Anyway, uh, the capital of dumb fuckistan. <laughs> I have my passport. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I love I love it down here. It's a little bit slow, but I like to tease him about it. Anyway, I have a, a poem that's a dedication to the woman I had. A, you might say a, a she was my fiance, and she passed away in 2007. Um, MS, the complications of MS, and I wrote this poem on the second anniversary of her birthday, and it was her birthday, January the 21st, just this past week. So I wrote a poem uh, in the style of E.E. E. Cummings. Now, when I used to teach poetry on the website, one of my poetry prompts that I used to suggest to people was 
that they pretend that they were one of their favorite poem, poets and write in their style. So I wrote this poem. It's a real short one in the style of E.E. E. Cummings. It's called Mood for the Day. And here it goes. <clears throat> Perhaps we were in other times like foot and shoe and wheel in wheel and tepid verse with haggard rhymes from you today would suit me fine, as your birthday has for me the feel of trading places to take your load, of ills and scars with tongues on steel, of some of us, but most seem real. We be us as to implode, not foot and shoe or wheel and wheel. On this your birthday, we've made a deal to meet as one on Virgin Road. Very cool, um, David. I'm so sorry to hear about your um, your uh, your fiance, your girlfriend. Um, I guess that was a few years well, ago, but it's uh, we always remember. Well, it was uh, doubly it yeah. was doubly tough because it was the exact month my mother died. So that same, was a double whammy. Same month, same, 2007. Same. 2007. Wow. My Terry died. Terry died on the 31st of March. That was a Saturday. And my mom died on the 6th of March. So every time March rolls around, which is pretty soon, it is not a very charitable month, <laughs> you might say. It's kind of tough. But I dealt, with, I dealt with this poetically, and I thought it would be a good idea, a good prompt for some of you poets out there, if you really start reading your favorite poets. And uh, as, as I like to say, poetry is best learned through absorption and you absorb the style of your favorite poems and pretend you are that poet and write in that style at least for one or two poems try it uh, yeah it's a really interesting uh, voice i i kind of think in in a weird kind of way that's a writing prompt that we all sort of do without actually doing it consciously i mean i i think we all sort of in developing our own poetry voices end up emulating or, or taking pieces of the styles that we like of other people and and that kind of blends within our own to create our own poetry voice. It's not quite the same thing as, as making a purposeful conscious effort to emulate a specific style. Well, when but we're stuck, I, I only recommend it when we're really stuck, when we're at a a dead end or a, a, a stop sign. We we use we use that and we we kind of it, we do role playing, a sort of literary role playing, and we put ourselves in in that position, and it, it deepens our ability to empathize. Empathy is the key to all good writing. Believe cool. me, I, I believe yeah. I believe that. So uh, that that's that was my suggestion, but anyway, that, I just thought I'd offer that. I, I've been going through you know that kind of a trial this week on on that score. But anyway, you know, well, what I like to take from that is that coffee is not a drink for pussies. I've written in your style too. <laughs> Fantastic. That is helpful. I you know go. it's a tribute. Aren't you honored? I, I, <laughs> you should be honored. Very honored, David. 
All right, cool. Well, thanks for opening up the show for us. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the uh, the prompt suggestion for everyone, and uh, and I hope your month gets better. Oh, it's fine. It's good. I'm I'm getting through it. It is. Uh, listen, if we didn't have these kinds of tribulations, what would we have to write about? We're writers. All life is occurs between the chapters and poems. That's all. Sure. It's fine. I'll be good. <laughs> good. All right, David. Take it easy. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right. Bye. That was uh, David uh, calling from the uh, lush rolling hills of uh, Alabama, Asphyxia, Alabama. I don't think that's a real place, but uh, that's where he thinks he lives at any rate. Um, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in um, is 646-716-7362. We're doing this for the next 48 minutes or so until 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. I don't know what time that is in other parts of the world, but just uh, you know, start a timer, 40, 47 minutes and 11 seconds. That's how much time we have left to do this. Um, our next caller is from the 647 area code. Hello. Six four seven, you there? Hello, Rick. Yes. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Awesome. Who, oh, this I recognize your voice. This is uh, Alex from Canada. You're getting too good, Rick. Either that, or I'm <laughs> calling too much. I, you know, once a month is is not too much. It's okay. Okay. Um, so, let's hear your piece. Okay, so the history behind this one I wrote the other day is that now both of my parents are passed on. My dad passed away about two years ago, and then my mom just last June. So this is my dad now speaking to my mom on the other side when they're reunited together again. So it's called Green Meadows. Now that we are together again, we can walk these green meadows barefoot in a sprinkling rain, two souls in an endless embrace. It seemed like forever when I first passed over, until I felt your presence, then time was once more aligned. The clouds were full of smiles. You were sad to leave, but when here you were greeted, all felt right in paradise. Neither of us suffered. For this we're both grateful, which is not always the case, as the straws we pulled were lucky. There is freedom to move about, to mull over what we're doing. No crystals in an hourglass are here. Our next dream will take time to fathom. One day others will join us. It's the cycle of the circuit. These segments interconnect like strands in a rainbow. I know you were pulled abruptly, that this then was hard to comprehend. The winds at times come blowing rather swiftly in other directions. You were swept off your feet. This was out of your hands, not easy to accept when a barrier comes between. One that's more transparent as you learn the ways of spirit. How to transcend back and forth, to and fro. Birds here still singing trees. Here, you don't grow old. A day is a year. A year is a day. Your voice and smile are ever pristine. 
Thank you, Alex. Uh, nice job as always. How's uh, Thanks, how's buddy. poetry up in the, in Sault Ste. Marie? On um, just readings at a couple of different libraries and things like that, Rick, and uh, just planning on getting a book out this year for sure, at least a poetry book and then maybe even a children's story book. So, and then I, I just wrote. Um, my dad told me when I was a little boy that in the West End of town where he grew up in the 1920s, right, that if kids were bad, the, the parents would always say, if you're not good, if you've been bad today, we're going to go and talk to Zabludny. And this is, was a Ukrainian character that was, uh, he was more like a hermit, hobo kind of woodsman in that. And kids were just petrified of this guy. He would come to certain homes, you know, like back in the 20s, when when he was hungry or whatever, when he didn't have uh, good luck fishing or catching something with his snares, that, that people would give him food here and there because they felt, you know, like uh, he was part of the fabric of the community. So, And this is the tool that parents use to, to get him. So my wife is going to illustrate it and uh, see where it goes from there. That sounds really cool. Uh, being sort of immersed in the world of children's books every night as we uh, read a, a story to our kid, um, it's uh, it's always cool when when new ones about interesting characters, in particular if they're based in a culture's um, you know mythology, um, are, are always cool to to come across. So um, I, I hope that's a, a big big hit for you. I think, Rick, that in the Ukrainian community across, and, and maybe all the Slavic community, you know what I mean? Like Russian, Estonian, Latvian, Polish, all of that, that Hungarian, that this story, because in Zabludny in Ukrainian means lost one, so it, it's just going to go like hotcakes, I believe. So it'll be a cultural... Uh, um, like you said, a hit. So I'm looking forward to getting it out there and seeing where it's going to go. Cool. Well, keep us up to date as uh, as you get to it. Uh, maybe that'll be incentive Absolutely, for you to, to, my to get on it. All right, cool. Well, Alex, thanks Absolutely. for calling in. And have a good Absolutely, rest of your day. Rick, and, and again, you have a great day, Rick. And as always, you perform the great service of having the forum for everybody around the world to call in. And I thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. My pleasure. Thanks for participating. Take, Take it easy. care. It was uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie up in uh, 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 Ontario, Canada. Um, another repeat offender here on uh, on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, all right, your turn, folks. 646-716-7362. Um, occasionally someone calls in with a, with a blocked number. Um, there's actually three blocked numbers in in the queue right now. So get excited, all three of you, but only one of you I just put on the air. So hello, block number. Rick, this is Vincent. Hey, Vincent. How's it going? I'm great, man. Hey, I apologize. I forgot to unblock my number, man. It's okay. It's okay. Remind us sir, Remind us where you're calling from. Hey, I'm calling from Westville, Ohio. And, uh, Westville, Ohio. You know, a suburb of uh, Columbus. So... And uh, I am a repeat offender as well, as you well know. So <laughs> it's it's the day of repeat offenders. It's uh... oh man, that's funny. That's kind of funny. But I know that there's other people waiting. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. And uh, I hope I have not. I don't believe I've read. I've read other um, 
once. I told you I told you a story. It's like uh, me and my wife kind of had a spot that we've been going to for the last few years up in Amish country in Berlin, Ohio. So we've been visiting there and uh, kind of got inspired up there to uh, write a poetry book about Amish country. So um, that's what uh have a um, putting together collection. So I'm going to read one today called The Beard of an Amish Man and subtitled The Things I've Seen. So this is told from the perspective of the Amish man's beard. Cool. All right, so it starts. It says, I've seen the ceiling in the night, also at dawn as the sun comes bright. I've seen how razor blade behaves, up close and personal at morning shaves. I've seen overalls on the chair and the wife before she does her hair, the children as they breast the mare and grandma as she cans the pears. I've seen animal skin tanned into hide, been wind-whipped on many buggy rides, went in the way, been brushed aside, but always worn with esteem and pride. I've seen the shingles on the roof, even been kicked once by a horse hoof. I've felt the freeze of winter's blur, was slapped once by a woman. We were no longer with her. I've seen crops fail and also succeed. Of an immediate shave, I've often been in need. I have been dry and I have been wet, also mistaken for a food-catching net. I've seen my relatives, other beards I mean, some nice and full, others thin and lean. Although brown or black initially, they become gray eventually. The times I've shared, the things I've seen, whilst on the chin of human beings. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> Did you get a kick I, uh... out of it, Rick? I think whenever whenever beards decide to communicate um that 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 a golden age begins so uh um it's uh it's and I I think uh I think this goes so much further beyond your your Amish you know uh book concept I think you know I think there's going to be poems from from other you know famous beards. I think ZZ Top's beards are going to. I know. To... You know, I would love to get <laughs> if I could get uh, Lincoln's beard to tell me some stories. I'm sure that would be a lot to learn from Lincoln's beard. Yeah, no doubt. Do you have a title for the Amish book? Yeah, it's called Love Letters from uh, Amish Country. So it's not released yet, but uh, it will be. Uh, it will be soon. So, Love Letters from the Amish Country by Vincent H. Ivory. Cool, and, uh, cool, yeah, cool. Give us so, a give us a website or something that people can go to to check out more from you. Sure, sure. You can uh, come. Uh, you can go to www.vincentivory. That's v i n c e n t i v o r y, like the soap, and uh, dot com. And uh, my new, I just uh, released a new novel as well. So um, it's a sci-fi novel. So it's not my first venture away from poetry. So uh, it's on there as well. So, but. Uh, the uh, Love Letters to Amish Country, it'll be out soon. And, uh, Rick, thanks to Guns again for providing this resource. And I hope you really got a good kick out of that. And I, I, I like the idea about conversations between beards because you could take it further and say, hey, as told from the beard of so-and-so. Yeah. You could have a whole collection. And, you know, the anonymous beards of Calaveras County. I... <laughs> That's good, Vincent. man. I'll, I'll make sure I give you credit. Please too, and and send a check. <laughs> um, send a check. Sorry, I just realized I laughed at my own joke there, which is which is never a good sign for for someone attempting to be funny. Actually, it um, was because it was pretty funny. I surprise myself, like sometimes. My wife, when it happens, usually just shakes her head. You know, she'll say something like, "Okay, 
what did you just think in your head that you thought was really funny? Yeah, um, I that's how mean. most of our I conversations go. All right. Well, Vincent, good to hear your voice, and, and best of luck with all those projects, and talk to you again. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick, and uh, you have a great one as well. Thanks. Bye. That was uh, Vincent calling from Westerville, Ohio, outside of Columbus, uh, reading a poem in the voice of a beard, which is <clears> – <throat> Well, you know what it is. I don't need to tell you. Uh, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, got about 25, no, no, 35, no, no, 25, no, no, 35 minutes left in the show. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at where it actually tells me how many minutes, and my brain is not actually able to say the number that it's showing me to make it easier so I don't have to do math. Um, <laughs> that's just my own thing. 35 minutes left in the show. Call in 646 646- Seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the two one four area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. This is Gayla Bell. First of all, I want to thank you for having me as poet of the week on December twenty eighth through January third. And I have a new one uh, dedicated to Wanda Coleman, and she's one of my favorite poets, by the way. And this is Wanda's last dream. No one still alive should smell this expensive. What did not shine burnished the sun. This big man's blind dream. Politicians, preachers, and pimps all wear the same shoes. I saw it all, man, he said. Why they had to die and those had to be, it was right there, right there, in the jet trail of someone's drop the one they sold everything for. Is this shiny enough, sexy enough for you? This what you crave? He put his hand on the woman next to me who toothpaced me. I was all man till the fire rained like the good wild. It rained till all round my life believed and my beliefs were lied. They bought them too, man, everything they had till the nothing looked back at them. He laughed, that man. It was right there any time. The time was right. Any was the equation. The equation was the dream before the pain, before the fire, before the laugh, before the rain. It's good to be back. Thank you. Very nice, Gaila. Gail. That's a, a great piece, and it, and it really reminds me of of, uh, of Wanda reading poetry. I mean, she she was from here in Southern California, and I uh, got to see her read a, a few times. And I think we've even played a, a, a recording of her reading on the show uh, when she, uh, after she passed away, um, her poem at the jazz club. So it's it's cool to uh, uh, to hear her voice coming back through your poetry, for that matter. Um, you're, you, I'm just looking at your. Uh, you you were featured um, just a few weeks ago on on Poetry Superhighway, um, as you mentioned. Yes. And I, you're from Dallas, is that right? Yes, I am. Yes. Cool. Do you participate in in po- poetry in Dallas? Go to readings and that kind yes. of thing. I do. Um, Matt's World is one of my favorite reads, and any other poetry places that I can get myself to. And you know, we're alive and well here in Dallas, Texas, and beyond. <coughs> Well, that's a that's a good standard to to stay at, alive and well. Uh, um, cool. Well, I'm really glad that you uh, that you called in. Um, do you have a website if people want to check out more of your work or how if, or another way? Not yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. 
Well, keep working on it and let us know. All right. You take care. <laughs> you too. Thanks for calling in, Gayla. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. It's, uh, <clears throat> Gayla Bell calling from Dallas, Texas. She had, We published her poem, Afterwards and Beyond, just a few weeks ago. She is a poet of the, was Poet of the Week from December 28th to January 3rd. If you go to the Poetry Superhighway website, um, scroll your mouse over the Poetry drop-down menu, and then you'll see the Past Poets Archive, where you can actually see um, every poem we've ever published by every poet since 1997. We've been publishing poetry every single week since 1997, and there's a whole list of the years, and you can scroll through and see... um, Click on a year and see all the people we published that week, and and click on their name and and read read their work. Um, that's like a, that's a forever thing. Um, there's also, in case you're interested, there's a submission guidelines there, so you can uh, you can send in work as well. And uh, like I said, we publish two poets every single week. Uh, we used to take breaks for vacation, but then thanks to thanks to new internet technology, uh, we're able to actually publish. Our episodes, our episodes, our issues uh, when we're when we're away by uh, scheduling them in advance. So we don't even take a break anymore. It just keeps happening week after week since 1997. All right, moving along. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the six one zero area code. Hi six one zero. Hi Rick. This is Pamela Varconi. Hi, Pamela. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Sun City Center, Florida. Cool. I'm not familiar and with I that. Know is, that th- is that northern, southern? Where Where is that in Florida? It's uh, central Florida. It's in the Tampa Bay area. Okay, so uh, west coast-ish? Yes, definitely okay. west coast-ish. <laughs> and I know that my area code doesn't say that I'm calling from Florida, but that's because... I live six months of the year in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and six months of the year in Florida. Really? That's interesting. I um, I travel to Allentown, Pennsylvania at least three times a year uh, uh, because that's where my wife's family's from, and um, we do different holidays there and such. So um, we should carpool. You live on the West Coast. I live on the West Coast. <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful idea, and it would be uh, lovely to meet you and your wife in person. Okay, likewise. Well, Pamela, do you have a, do you have a poem for us? I do. Uh, it's called Karma. She smiled at me as I walked past her car, sitting there, staring through the windshield, her silver hair barely visible over the steering wheel. From behind me, I heard a soft voice say, Beautiful day, isn't it? I I hope you don't mind. I turned and smiled. Yes, it is, I replied. She looked as though she did not hear, so I added, a rare gift for this time of year. As I approached my car, she stepped outside, asking, where did you have your lunch? Saying again, I hope you don't mind. The question seemed not to be about a reply, as it was about finding a direction. I offered a thought about a place she might enjoy, opened my door, then said goodbye. As I turned the key, I heard her say, I just had to get out of the house today. I will always regret driving away, leaving her behind, 
One day I may be the elder stranger needing someone to be patient and kind, desperate for the warmth of another soul. For no other reason than I've grown old. If fate and karma provide the chance, next time I'll give more than a passing glance. Nice. Pamela, thanks. Um, do you, so you live in two different places, different parts of the year. Do you go to in-person poetry readings in, in either place? Uh, I don't, but I want to. I need to find uh, places to go. I did participate in uh, the Lehigh Valley, and if your wife is from Allentown, you know that's part of the Lehigh Valley. Uh, I, sure I did go to uh I did go to the Lehigh Valley Story Slam um last year and I won. And oh, wow. um so it was um that was fun, but I have not done uh poetry readings and I really want to because I'm getting back into poetry. Uh I used to write a lot of it, haven't written it in a few years and I'm getting back into it, so it's very important for me to develop that muscle again. Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably one of the most valuable things you can do as a poet is to uh is to you know to read your work in front of other people. Um uh you know the immediate feedback just by the reactions of the people you're reading to is incredibly valuable. The the rhythm that you discover in your own poem as you as you read it out loud for the first time, you know, and uh, is is valuable. So, um, in, in addition, just to, you know, the fact that you immerse yourself in a real live world of poetry and and end up, you know, hearing other people's work and developing colleagues and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, do that. I will. Do you have any suggestions for me? Um, well, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know anything about poetry um, in Sun City Center, Florida, uh, for sure. Outside of, as far as I know, you are are it. <laughs> so you should start something or find something. I know there's some things that happen in Allentown. I I know that you you probably saw this, uh, the posting about today's show in the Word Wednesdays public group. Um, and there used to be I I I think it doesn't happen anymore. But there was a monthly open reading which which happens somewhere in Allentown. And I know there's other open mics that are that are there. Um, and it probably wouldn't be too hard to find it if if you looked. Um, you know, not being from Allentown or not having actually ever done poetry in Allentown outside of just flown there for holidays, um, where if I have to drag my family to yet another poetry reading, I, you know, <laughs> I don't get to have Thanksgiving with them. Um, you know, it's so I don't know. But if you discover something or if anyone is listening and knows of anything specific, please call in and let us know, because that's one of the things I hope that comes out of this show is that that people hear from other people in their own community and and can develop connections that way. So anything in Allentown or the Tampa Bay, Florida area, I would love to know about it. And Rick, if I may, may I give you my website? Please do. It's uh, PamelaVarconi.com, and it's easy to reach me through there. And uh, it, the next time you come to Allentown, I'd love it if you'd let me know that. Okay, send me a message, and I'll I'll try to remember to do that. Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really enjoying the program. Oh, thanks so much, Pam. All right, cool. Well, that was uh, that was uh, Pam Barconi calling currently from the Tampa Bay area from Sun City Center, Florida. But um, uh, but she has dual allegiances. Uh, she, a dual. Pa- she, I think she also has a Lehigh Valley passport. Uh, 
I know I had to get mine before we flew to Allentown for the first time. Um, cool. All right, moving along. Um, 646-716-7362 is the number to call in. Our next caller is the second blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Is that Michael in Birmingham then? I guess it is. Hi, Michael. How are you? Okay. I'm fine. How are you? Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. Okay, I'm going to let you know that I don't have a poem to read today, but I have some poetry talk, poetry speak, if you would be interested. If not, it's A-okay. But I do I do think it would be relevant to the show. Sure. Go for it. Okay. I'll start with Gloria Steinman. Gloria Steinman a fellow writer and artist, and I'm not speaking of her so much as an activist, just because I want to speak to, of her as a writer. I ran and she has, this past fall, she had a new book. I think it's her first book in 20 years. It's a memoir, My Life on the Road. So she was, she had a lot of publicity in the press, and one of the articles that I read, and this is what I want to share, because I believe those who read it may have found it exciting, and those who didn't, might find it exciting, it might be good news to share with them. She said, I paraphrase, I paraphrase, quote, poetry has replaced novels in her reading. I don't know how absolute that is, but poetry has replaced novels in her reading. If you pour water over a good poem, it turns into a novel. So I thought that was something to share with the audience today. Because I know that since 87, I myself, I haven't read much novel in the way of novels. I came up, fortunately, with the background of reading the classics. Uh, I've read a lot of Shakespeare since then and referenced some novels. But poetry has been pretty much uh, 90% on my reading list since about 87, since I started writing myself. Two, Natasha Tressaway, Pulitzer Prize winning poet. I think the book was Native guard. Uh, she served two, tor- two terms as National Port Laureate, I think two, 212 to 214, and she made a second appearance at our museum two weeks ago yesterday, January 9th, uh, and she read from her new book, Thrall, C-H-R-A-L-L. She read the opening poem. I think it's the opening poem, or it's in the collection. It's called the Miracle of the Black Leg. It's an ecstatic poem in that it references, there's been many depictions of this miracle of the black leg, and that was the prompt for the speak that was there that day. So she opened the program by reading that poem. If I recall correctly, it's in four parts. Each part is like 14 lines long, and... um so that was, I said that was her second visit because it was about 12 years ago she also did a reading in conjunction with an exhibit by, uh, his last name is Christenberry, and the theme was Poetry, Art of Place, if I recall correctly. But she definitely was there, and I'm pretty sure those other incidentals are correct. Three, got to mention, this, this month what's happened, two great songwriters passed. Yes. David Bowie. Glenn Fry. I don't. No one's mentioned those. I thought it'd be a, this would be a good time to mention them as singers, songwriters, because there's a close uh, affinity and kinship with songwriting and poetry writing. 
I wanted to mention those. Uh, specifically, Glenn Fry. It's ironic because when I was young, I had a chance to be backstage at the Eagles, go to an Eagles concert with a backstage pass, and I didn't. I said, I'm not going to do something rock and roll this night. Uh, just, I don't know why I did that. So now I can't say that I actually got to see them in concert. Don't regret it because their music was always there. Someone phrased it on the Internet that although they weren't big fans and didn't buy their music or go to the concert, still they considered them an integral part of the soundtrack of their youth. And I think I can identify with that, too. Uh, sure. Glenn Fry, said, Glenn Fry said that one of these nights was one of the best songs he feels like he wrote. It was his breakthrough song in songwriting. Uh, the song Witchy Woman, which Don, if I'm not mistaken, Don Henley wrote those lyrics, but Glenn Fry sings the lead on them. And Don Henley says the person that, that inspired it was Zelda Fitzgerald, as you know, the wife of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Sure. And I can continue, I can continue all, but you know, you need to go to the next now, call. We've got I, a bunch I, of callers, I so I'm going to I'm going to cut you off right here. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to hear about those things. Um, certainly, there's a a deep connection between uh, poetry and music um, uh, in in the circles that I run in. Um, uh, uh, certainly, the, the 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 Hebrew word for song and for poem is actually the same word. Uh, so there's a deep yeah. connection there. So, Michael, thank you so much for uh, sharing all that with us and hope you have a great rest of your day. Okay, talk to you next month or in the near future. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, uh, yet another repeat offender. We should gather all, gather all the repeat offenders uh, together. I don't know what would happen uh, at that point once they were all together. I guess we would order food or something. Moving on, the number is 646-716-7362, about 20 minutes Left in the show. I hope you call in um, uh, and and read something. Our next caller is from, let's see, the two seven zero area code. Hi. That must be me. That's you. Okay. Yeah. Well, there could be other Kentucky poets out there. I'm calling from a small town, uh, Smith Grove. Actually, it's even a smaller town north of there. We don't have our own post office, so we borrow Smith Grove's. Post office. It's Trish Lindsay Jaggers. I said I would say hi. 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 Welcome back. Uh, we're snowed. Yeah, we're snowed in here in Kentucky. We actually got a real blizzard. <laughs> it wasn't just a flake. It was a bunch of them. But um, yeah, I was, I, I was enjoying listening to your callers and uh, uh, the beard speaking and, um, and and what Gloria Steinem said about adding water to, to a poem and making it a novel. But that's the whole point. We could we could have made it a novel, but the real gift is to be able to shorten it and make a poem out of it, don't you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's all about the uh, economy of language. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I didn't know whether I wanted to read a poem out of my book that's coming out this coming month or um, out of my newest collection that I'm getting ready to start circulating. But I think I'll I'll read one out of the uh, the one I'm getting ready to start circulating and. Uh, it's the title poem of the collection. It's Why I Don't Keep Birds. Cool. Let's hear One. it. Okay. One. They live a long time, but they don't keep well. You know, like canned vegetables long past the expiration date are edible, but the bloody taste of metal tangs against the tongue. Like water left in the sun is freer but gathers a certain stagnation before it grows green. Like what's in the air enters through the bars, but cannot escape. 
Even the notes are off and fall like broken piano keys. Two. I would have died for a breath of that rain, the glass dry against my hand on this side. On the other, the sixth floor window of the suicide ward faced the city like a tramp, hungry, dirty, rain-streaked, speechless. Pigeons nodded on the ledge. Behind me, the ward droned on, wrists healed, doors stayed locked. Three. A man ambushed a stone. He said, I'm sorry I startled you, but you see, I can sense your weaponry, your killing nature, and even your courteous manner of marking the grave of the last man you struck down. Oh, I know, continued the man. It's not the gun, but the person holding the gun. Usually a man, because women don't like messy means of doing away with things. They have to clean up, and that means they'd have to lay down the gun and get their hands dirty. And a gun left lying could go off, just as you could breach the angle of repose and go crushing moss over the hillside. I think I'll wait here with you. That way we both know nothing bad will ever happen. Not to us, anyway. Four. The water came only to the boy's knees, yet he feared drowning. No, not being able to swim. No, not being able to breathe. Five. Once when watching a pot boil, I wondered if scientists, once they learn molecules dance, no longer need to watch the way I'm content to sleep through Christmas Eve, my roof undisturbed, windows glossed with rain. Six. Claustrophobia accompanies me like a port wine stain, and I tell myself not breathing would end it. A cloud looks like a face, but it cannot hold or stay. Rain lets go of the roof. But I cannot. Seven. How do we tell the bird it has plenty of air if air is not what it wants? Hmm. There you go. That was literally breathtaking. Um, that's how I was going to describe the poem, and then you ended with a with a piece about breath. So that's uh, that's kind of funny, but um, what a great piece. Um, thank uh, you. Thank you so much, Trish. Really enjoyed that. Thank you very much, and enjoying the show very much. You have Thanks. a great warm day out. What in California? Um, so they tell me. That's what all the signs <laughs> say. Uh, I'm quite envious now. Just know that. All right. Only have 18 inches of snow outside, but. Mm-hmm. All right. You have a great weekend, and I'm still listening. Bye bye. Cool. Thanks, Trish. Bye. Just 18 inches of snow. That's uh, it's hardly anything compared to what's going on in the in the Northeast uh, there, uh, where my father-in-law sent us all pictures of yardsticks barely sticking out of the snow outside uh, his house in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, wow, what a great piece from uh, from Trish. Why she doesn't keep birds? Um, uh, it's going to be a wonderful collection coming out. Uh, Trish is calling from called from uh, Smiths Grove. Kentucky. Come to think of it, last time she called, I believe she promised she was going to mail me all of the bourbon in Kentucky. Uh, and I, I haven't received any of it yet, Trish, so um, 
Uh, but I'm not going anywhere, so there's still there's still time. Um, all right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to our next caller. Our next caller is from the nine four nine area code. Hello. You there, nine four nine? Hello. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm cleaning up my closet here. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down. It's Paul Santa. Oh my gosh. I am sitting down. Hi, Paul. How are you? Thank goodness. I'm sure you would have fallen down, huh? <laughs> I just I, I just had a heart attack and then got better. I mean that's that's just <laughs> what happened right now. You're uh you're calling from uh, uh Orange County, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well Paul, uh for, for those of you who are curious about this uh f- famil- familiarity, uh Paul is someone I know from uh from uh, years ago, um, wandering around Southern California, uh, reading poetry at the same place at the same time. Um, so nice to hear your voice again, Paul. Thank you. I was just sitting here doing nothing, and your email came in. I, I usually just delete them, but I figured I'd read it this time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so kind. <clears throat> I don't so, even um, read the emails I write. I just I delete them immediately after writing them. You know. Yeah. I think after all these years, you don't you don't really need to think about writing him. I'm sure they just sort of flow out of you. You've been sure. doing this for so long. It's true. Um, so so do you have so, yeah. a did you did you pull a, a poem out of the closet that you were just cleaning that you could share with us? No, that was my little pantry closet <laughs> in the kitchen. I was it was that such a mess, and then all of a sudden I hear nine four nine, and I had to quickly grab the phone. <clears throat> um, but I I do have a poem though. Cool. So here it is. I'll just get it done so that you can get to the other callers. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So this is called The Painter. Meg, Meg, everything was about Meg. A famous surrealist painter used her as inspiration for a piece about solitude. For her nose, he painted a cherry orchard. Her left cheek was a hive of wild geese. Meg loved the attention. Every day at noon, she would come to his studio and sit for the day. No makeup tomorrow, please, he would say. I will be painting your eyes. And when I start on the midnight orchestra of your body, no clothes, please. On the twelfth day of her right leg, the canvas, a tortured sea of blackbirds, she cried watching him. Stop it, he yelled. It's hard enough already. But it doesn't have to be this way, she said. During the last week, with her back turned, he traced the curve of her spine in the air, mixed 17 colors on his palette, including absolute zero, electric ultramarine, African violet, boysenberry, and dust storm. He painted an African hut between T4 and T5, a herd of charging wildebeest on the southern border of L2. Then came the trees, white ash, sugar maple, black walnut, black birch, black ash, butternut, eastern hemlock, sassafras, black cherry, black willow, sycamore, scarlet oak, balsam fir. He left her arms for last, her arms, not clocks, not a train, no men in suits, no trees, no birds. A painting of a woman's arms, so clear and certain. 
put the brush down, said the arms, hands pressed against his bruised skin, fingers interlocking with his. I am here, said the arms. I have always been here. Great piece. Great to hear you read it, Paul. Um, I, uh, it's As you're reading the list of trees, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night starts a Jewish holiday um, called Tu Bishvat, which is uh, colloquially known as the birthday of the trees. It's kind of a Jewish Arbor Day, I guess. And earlier today, I was singing a song about trees, which included a long list of different kinds of trees, which intersected the list that was in your poem uh, uh, with the the type of tree numerous times. It was uh, it was eerie wow. and very cool. Well, so you see, we're we're connected, man. And um, <laughs> I I know Tubishvat. I mean, uh, I too am Jewish, and I I went to a Jewish day school growing up as a kid, and I certainly remember the holiday. Um, so, and it's it's crazy that you you had uh, also mentioned the similar trees that I did. Sassafras, for God's sakes. Wow, it's all, Rick, what's it's, going on? <laughs> it's it's all in there. Cool. Wait, is it, yeah. is anything uh you got any poetry news or you're writing uh, much? You go to any readings, got a website, give us give us a, a way for people to know more about you or be in touch. Yeah, so real quick, uh, I I had a website but I just recently moved to a different web host and I took all the websites down. I haven't got around to reloading it, so <laughs> there is no website you can look at right now, but um I do have a, a reading coming up. I'm going to be over in Pondwater on Feb, uh, February 6th, I believe it is. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll be the reader, the featured reader over at Pond, Pondwater. That's a great series out in uh, out in Covina. Um, uh, it's you know in a home setting, and they, there's a there's a pond. They've turned a swimming pool into a pond. Um, they you know really warm, regular crowd um, that that goes to that. Um, very supportive. And then they serve food, uh, you know, and whenever poets get to eat food, it's kind of a, it's yet another holiday. <laughs> so I, I hope it's a great experience. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good reading. So uh, thank you. <laughs> sure. Well, Paul, good to hear your voice. Thanks for calling in, and uh, and uh, good luck cleaning the rest of your cabinet up. I'm going to get back at it now. Thanks, Rick. You have a great day. <laughs> um, but I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'll try not to embarrass myself. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. That was Paul Suntup calling from the uh, hinterlands of, uh, of southern Southern California, Orange County, uh, not to be confused with uh, with uh, southern 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 California, which I guess would be San Diego. Um, another compatriot from the from the local uh, poetry scene. All right. About five minutes left. Um, see who we can get to. Our next caller is from the eight six zero area code. Hi. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hi. It's Who's Valerie this? from Bangor, oh. Maine. Hi, Valerie. Repeat offender. Yes. There's, there's, it's like a conspiracy or something. Yeah, so order food. I'm hungry. Come on. <laughs> I will. I'll get right on that. I'm going to I'm going to get uh I'm going to get Grubhub on the phone and uh okay. and, and food will then subsequently go out to everyone listening. Okay, I have one poem to read. Okay. This is very apropos. This is my. This is called New Year. 
No revising this one. No revisiting that one. Try to find new words for old problems. Try to save the good ones. I will be the poet's person among the book people. Remember, remember, remember. Cool. Um, and, you know, when you said the word apropos, I, I, I just thought we should say apropos. Hey, I like that word. I'm writing it down. Oh, and I hope Pamela from Florida is still listening because she can always connect with Poetry Pasta, which is their WordPress. So it would be uh, poetrypasta.wordpress.com. I'm the editor, and she can always submit there. I don't have anything for those two specific places she has, and I feel so, I'm sorry for that, but she can always connect with Poetry Pasta. That's cool. Yeah, there's a, of course, there's there's a thousand uh, million different uh, online places to go, and it's good to know about yours as well, Poetry Pasta. Um, you know, I I always encourage people to, um, if they can, to uh, get out into the actual uh, world and interact with with each other in person, because there's a certain, as I mentioned earlier, um, uh, uh, power and 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 in, and and something that. It, that that you don't get when you're passively at home interacting with websites and things. Though of course I'm all for websites. I I run one for God's sakes. Um, but um, but cool. But I'm more than happy to uh, to have had you uh, uh, let us know about poetry pasta as well, um, which course. just makes me hungry thinking about it um, uh, again. But um, cool. Anything else going on you want to share with us before I let you go? Uh, that's it. We poetry pasta is still taking submissions. Uh, that's it. Kind of cool. slow well, that, here in Maine mm-hmm. and cold. Well, Valerie, keep warm if you can, and uh, thanks for uh, being a repeat offender. Thank you, Rick. All right. All right, take it easy. That was a Valerie from Bangor, Maine. I've got another blocked caller um, online. Hello, blocked caller. Hello? Nobody there? Okay. Well, there you go. Um, That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We've only got a couple minutes left, so I guess we're going to close out. I want to thank all the callers. David from uh, Alabama, um, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, Vincent from Westerville, Ohio, um, Gayla from Dallas, Pamela from Sun City Center, Florida, Michael from Birmingham, Trish from Smith's Grove, Kentucky, Paul from Orange County, and Valerie from Bangor, Maine. Uh, Pack show today always... uh, Oh, it's kind of a relief to uh, to not have to uh, wonder if anyone's going to call in. When I started the show, we already had a long roster of people waiting to, to, to talk. And thanks to all your patience, people who are waiting on hold. Um, our next show is going to be in uh, February, um, February 21st, I believe. Let me just double check. Yes, February 21st at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. <laughs> Same format. Call in, uh, read a poem, tell us what's going on in your world. So put it on your calendar. Same time, same amount of time, same place. There you go. Um, don't forget that starting on uh, February 1st, you're going to get an email on this. If you're on our email list or you'll see it posted to Facebook, we will be uh, launching into the um, annual Great Poetry Exchange. So if you've got a book uh, of your own work that you uh, would consider um, donating um, in the form of mailing it to someone I tell you to mail it to, um, in another part of the world, uh, you will in return receive a book of poetry from yet another person from another part of the world. That's coming up um, 
great poetry exchange. Sign-ups will be throughout February, and then at the beginning of March, we'll uh, <clears throat> let you know where it is to send your um, your book to, and um, it'll be awesome. So, cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Stay warm.